Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. This is Kim Greenhouse. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Mehran Kesh. He is the founder of the Kesh Foundation at keshfoundation.com and is working on some of the most important innovations and developments of our time. He's working in three areas, space, energy, and medicine to bring about a better future. He is a nuclear engineer, and he has some startling and remarkable developments to share with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mehran Kesh to its rainmaking time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Thank you for being with us. I think the first thing I want to ask is, you have written a book called The Universal Order of Creation of Matters. Is this a book that is available to everybody, or is this mostly for nuclear engineers? Talk a little bit about your book. Yes, we have written two books. The first one is called The Universe of uh, Creation of Matters, and the second one is called The Structure of Light. In the first book, which is the, uh, the matter, we explain how matter is created, what we call the principal matter, which is, they call it antimatter, the dark matter, which call it transition matter, and matter is what is tangible matter that we see and we feel. And so the book is literally writing about the new and the correct approach about how matters in the universe are created and how they become to be how we see and we feel them. Question to you, which is why three matters? You're talking antimatter, dark matter, and matter, and they seem to be central in your book. Can you share why? The reason being is there is actually one thing, what we call the principal matter, which is, the, which is called the dark matter in a way. The principal, uh, the, what we call it, the antimatter. The principal matter is the actual energy source or the magnetic field source, which as it unwinds in different stages according to our observation as a human being, becomes what we call a dark matter or the matter as we see it or light or whatever. So in reality, there is one, one magnetic field which is tightly packed and is the strongest, which is the center of the plasma. And that is what we call the unifying field theory, which is the actual one field only. It starts as a principal matter. As, and it, as it unwinds at different strengths, it appears as different things to us as human beings, according to our um, amino acids magnetic field strength. So we see it in one strength as a dark energy or dark matter. In another strength, we call it the light. And then another strength, we call it the X-ray, gamma ray, and the rest of it. What is the purpose of the Keshe Foundation? The Cash Foundation is set up in past five or six years, but the original research with me goes back around 40 years. So I set up to develop a new space technology without the need for propulsion. And the principle of my technology and research over 30 years has been we don't see rockets and we don't see wings on the planets, but they all rotate and they all have energy and they all keep their positions in respect to the other planets and the stars and galaxies. So uh, I have set up and set out to develop exact replica of a planet, which can rotate, 
which means it's dynamic. It can create magnetic field. It can create its own gravitational field. And at the same time, it can keep its position in respect to any point of reference being the Earth, the Moon, the Mars, or the Sun, or another galaxy. So in 30 years of research, I have developed this technology, and I've produced uh, systems which work exactly how the planetary system works. So our systems is very small. We always say it's about 7 to 10 kilograms. It's made of plastic. There are no heats involved. And we produce magnetic field and gravitational field at the same time in the same system. So our system moves away from the surface of the Earth, not by propulsion, but by positioning itself, what we call magnetic and gravitational fields together, what we call magravs. So we don't need huge amount of energy and rocket and fuel tanks to load and send, let's say, a thousand kilo up. We can send a thousand kilo up with maybe one millionth of gram of matter. When we open the plasma, we go to directly, we know how to go for the principal matter. We can extract it or we can release it. Use its properties. We never burn fuel. We use magnetic fields to produce gravitational and magnetic field of the system. Our system finds its strength against the Earth's magnetic and gravitational field, and it moves to a position where it's comfortable, where it finds a balance. So as we change the field of strength, we find different heights, different positioning. So weight becomes independent in difference because as long as the strength of your field passes the boundary of your system, you become an independent entity. That's how atoms are. They're independent entity because they create their own magnetic and gravitational fields. So our system becomes an independent entity. The weight and the mass of it, in respect to the Earth, becomes very, very independent. So you can weigh a million kilogram or a thousand kilograms. It doesn't make any difference. You increase the boundary of your fields, both magnetic and gravitational fields, and you move. And that's what we've done and that's how we transferred our knowledge and the technology and the know-how to the Iranian government for their space program. How exciting. Now, I noticed that you have for sale on your website uh, three to four kilowatt power generators. Can you talk about that? Uh, yes. It's very easy. These systems are... We can use the energy of the plasma as we start from antimatter and pick up the energy of the plasma. So when you go for the principal matter, the principal matter in the center of a plasma exists for millions and millions of years. And every time it comes out, it comes out to the length or strength of an electron. So I can take millions and billions of electrons energy from one plasma, one itself what we call the antimatter. So we tap in into this energy, we tap into this dynamic magnetic field, and we release it in the steps of one electron energy. So it's easy to create. On the other hand, we do a dynamic version of generator where because we create a mag dynamic magnetic field within our system, as I explained, our system is like a planet, so it has a dynamic magnetic field. When we put in a coil environment of a copper coil, we produce the same kind of uh, generator, but we don't need any fuel to burn. We don't need to fuel our systems for years. So 
we came up with a suggestion of producing three to four kilowatt, and now we've been approached that three kilowatt is not good enough, is not enough. Can you make a ten kilowatt? So we have put a ten kilowatt offer out to certain groups, and we already have received interest and orders for it. Now there is a confirmation that people want a 50 kilowatt for the motor car industry for certain reasons. And I explained to them, you don't need a 50 kilowatt power system because we produce gravitational positioning system. Very soon the foundation will offer a small unit, about 10 centimeter to 15 centimeter in diameter, which you can locate in four positions in your car. You reduce your weight, it's again the positioning. You reduce the weight of a car from a ton to 200 kilos, you still can drive two, 300 kilometers an hour on a three kilowatt power point. So wow. <laughs> so we have offered this technology to Toyota. We have offered the technology to Mercedes-Benz in Germany. They are fully aware of what's coming on. We are not talking theoretical. So um, Toyota headquarters in Brussels have received a full layout about a year and a half, two years ago, and they said, when you open the market, be prepared to come in. And it's the same with the Mercedes. So in a way, we can reduce the fuel consumption in the present diesel or engine fuels by reducing the weight of the car below 200 kilograms. Wow. So every car will choose exactly the same, so you get more mileage out of your car. Is it a very complicated installation, or is it... No, I don't see. We can't talk about it, because already putting the 3 to 4 kilowatt energy on the net has caused us a lot of hassle. Okay. Because a lot of people come and say, it's a scam, you're trying to get the money, blah, blah. We put this energy supply system on the net because we have set up what we call Cash International Space Institute. And we want to fund our institute out of our own knowledge. We don't need to go to governments. We don't need to go into people asking for funds to do the, the, the institute. So what the purpose of the institute is that by April of next year, we will take 100 scientists from around the world. We try to be just and take one or two scientists per nation maximum. And we will teach all our knowledge to these scientists over a period of six years. And they go back to their countries and they set up their own nation's cash foundation, which means whatever is made in their country stays in their country. Our foundation is non-profitable. So what we make in the United States from the usage of our technology, it'll be used within the United States for education, for teaching, for feeding, for all sorts of humanitarian grounds, but we have full control over it, and it's an open book policy. So uh, why we put the three kilowatts was to raise the funds for our foundation, for the Space Institute, or what we call like a university, that to be set up in the next few months, and anybody welcome to come and learn. You're not scared of your own well-being, are you? Do you have concerns? Oh, I've been scared too much. Uh, we, we had all sorts of things that can happen. As you know, I don't know, we don't, you don't see it on our site because we just removed it a few weeks ago. And it's well known to the people who know me and they know about my technology. I was arrested by the Canadian government on board of a plane transit from Brussels to Mexico City. 
I was interrogated for four days. I was in prison for seven days, and I put back another plane sent back to Brussels. And there were at times up to 12, 14, 16 different security officers from intelligence everybody else interviewing me. And when I was released, the stupid people left all their documents and all the fingerprints and all the paperwork and my luggage. So I put all the bags and the Canadian government immigration, everything on my internet. We still sit in our site under www.cashfoundation.com forward, uh, forward slash special. You can read it. Or I think a few other people have picked it up and put it on the international website. We have been threatened, everything we have had, we have no problem with it because there is a knowledge which everybody needs because we are not just the energy, we are not just the space technology. We brought our knowledge into medical, and I say, whoever you are, you're a president, you're a peasant in a farm, sooner or later you become ill. And in that point, when there is no cure, we are there to do impossibles because our knowledge goes back to the essence of creation. So in destroying us, you destroy your own future. Maybe your wife has a heart attack or your son ends up with a cancer. Sooner or later, we are there to help. So why do you destroy what is going to save you? And a lot of people who are around us to understand what we're talking about. First of all, I want to go back to the three to four kilowatt power generators for just a moment. And then I want to come back and talk about what happened to you and then go on to the medical part. But I'm sure that you're making these technologies and these advancements and the knowledge available to who would be receptive. But if not enough companies who could really use it are receptive enough at the right time, isn't there a point to offer these systems to individuals, let's say, who want to power their homes or power their cars? And isn't there eventually going to have to be a time where agencies around the world are going to get this up to a certain point? And then if they're not receptive, it still is moving forward. Do you know what I mean? Yes. What happened? We are putting this system out next year ourselves. We offer 10,000 units to go out next year. So... Uh, by the end of next year, we already received a lot of, um, what do you call it, offers and deposits and people who are booking for it. The booking is 500 euro. The unit is 5,000 initially. That's euros. And if we do not deliver or any problem with our system, all the money are refunded. So we have no problem with it. But on the other hand, the energy crisis is opening a lot of eyes into what other alternatives are in the world of energy. And ours is one of them, but the only difference we have with others is that we don't work with the coils and magnetic, what do you call it, Tesla system. We work with the magnetic fields the way the universe operates. So with our systems, we do everything on the same principle, with the medical side or anything else. And sooner or later, people are coming back to us and say, okay, we would like to do this or we'd like to do that. For nearly 30 years, 20 years, I tried to negotiate with NASA to start the new propulsion, leave the propulsion system and start this what we call gravitational system. They chose every possible way to block it. No doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Are they even, I give you, there's Mr. Alan Kennedy, the chief uh, patent lawyer of uh, NASA. 
he, they put us directly in touch with Boeing to develop the technology. And the Boeing, we met them, we gave them the, the videos of our weight reduction, the lift system. We took our system to their offices in Brussels. I've said this before. And what they say, you know, for Boeing to send a CD from Brussels to their offices in America, how long does it take usually? Knowing that they have something like 10, 20 flights from Europe to America every day? Have a guess. I don't know, 48 hours? Two months, two months. We, in the meeting, in the conference, we gave them the video in Brussels to the specialist. And the contact or the point of reference or contact we had in America who was supposed to leave it, for two months, he says, I have not received the CD yet. Yeah? That's strange. So this is not a strange, it's a blocking new technology. And then they explained to us in a very short way that we have invested billions in 747, 800, and the rest of it. So we cannot bring this economically to be viable. But no problem. They have to follow. They are profit-making. They support a lot of pension policies and pensioners around the world through their system, through their technology. A lot of life insurances depend on them. They didn't want to play. The Iranian government wanted to play because they want to jump this space of propulsion. So we handed over the technology. I thanked them for the support they gave us while I was in Iran to develop it. Now they announced a few weeks ago, we have, the pro- we have a spaceship program. And they said, oh, a spaceship program. No, we announced two years ago when I came back from Tehran. We have transferred the know-how and the knowledge and the full transfer technology. Now we see what's happening. A lot of people, I get a lot of people, you know, networks like you on the side coming and asking why. And in the past two weeks, we released for the first time the videos of our laboratory uh, taken for our private, uh, what do you call it, evaluations and research of the weight reduction of these systems to Mr. Bill Alk, which is one of the interviewers like you, and they have seen it, and they spoke about it in their interview. So for the first time, we released a very controlled amount of information out. So it's not that nobody has seen it now. We released it to press for the first time. Very soon, we're going to release it publicly. But there are certain things that have to be prudent not to do and not to go too fast. I get that. So I totally get that. For the first time, we've shown our videos of weight reduction because our system is only weighs 7 kilo or 9 kilo, depending on the configuration, uh, which Mr. Ark and the co-presenter of him, they both have seen it and they talk about it in the show, that it reduces to 6.7 and it goes to 6.1 and then 5 kilo, 2 kilo and 0 and the system takes off. And we can take off from the roof of a house. We don't need the huge, what they call it, Cape Carols to launch things anymore. We're all very concerned about not only what has happened in Japan, what is continuing to happen, and the implications of radiation spread in the United States. Yeah, in a huge danger. Go on my site. Go on the forum link on my site. Cashfoundation.forum, I think is PHBB or HPPB. On my site, if you go on the purple band, go on my forum, read Japan. I have put a link how much radiation is coming to the United States from Japan. I went to the link that you left, but I don't understand what I'm looking at. It's a map of the radiation which is coming from Japan into the United States, all the radioactive materials. 
there's some information you have to fill in in order for the map to see what's actually happening. So maybe you'll go through that. On the right side of the map, the map doesn't belong to us. It's done by the Danish government or Danish institutes. Okay. They are following the radiation leak from Japan into Northern America. As a nuclear physicist, knowing what this means, I predicted this uh, earthquake over three years ago. It was obvious it's going to happen. It's on my forum, date 2nd of uh, October 2009. I specifically stated in my, in my forum, there will be earthquake in New Zealand, there will be earthquake east of Japan, what they call east of China, Japan. And now, with that plate moving, you're going to have the same thing in California, 11RS. It's a huge pending, which now the land has been released for its movement, and it's on my forum. So we don't talk. I look at it scientifically, and I explain what's coming. You're going to have the same problem as Japan very soon in your PWRs. You have quite a few of them in California. Two. Yeah. And at the same time, I could foresee this, what's going to happen with the nuclear reactors. Do not forget my training and my background is the design control of nuclear reactors. That's what I've been trained for. So I know how, what it means, what is coming to happen. So with my system, because you can create gravitational field the same as Japan or any nuclear accident, you can put one of these reactors inside a Japanese nuclear reactor and retract most of the nuclear material or hold them inside. Explain that. This is the retraction of nuclear material inside into the center of the core, yes. What it is, with the knowledge we have, the same thing as I explained to you, that you can move your system to a certain position, it means now we have the capability scientifically to produce gravitational fields of any matter or any wavelength of any radiation. It's like a magnet for metal. What we call magnets nowadays, our mindset is when you have a magnet, is when two metals attract with each other. Now we have the same knowledge to create a magnetic field which is equal to any radiation, so you can retract it. Can we retract it from the air? Yes, you can do. It is possible. We have tested it. But at the same time, these reactors have the capability of creating magnetic shield, which means you can use a system to stop any radiation leak outside. You create your own shield. You create your own little planet. You create your own little moon which you can confine the radiation within the, within the nuclear power station. I looked at this and how this could be done after Chernobyl. After Chernobyl, uh, we were aware of it. The biggest mistake Japanese made out of panic was to put water, and at the same time with the tsunami, the water got into the fuel tanks. And that is a vapor which has gone up, and that's what you're receiving in Canada and North America. My estimated count of the death toll from Japanese in Northern America including Canada, is between 5 to 10 million people within the next 25 years. You are receiving enormous amount of radiation material in. So are you saying even if we take iodine? Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. It does not make, it's airborne, you're breathing it in. Even in Europe we have received it. But the thing is you will see, because we monitor the rate of the growth of MS and fibromyalgia, since Chernobyl, the belt of the airflow in Chernobyl, the first six months, 
is the pattern where you see the maximum MS within the population ratio. So you are going to get a huge amount of cancer plus MS-type diseases, which are neurodamage. I explained to you the reason for it scientifically. It will happen. You have no choice. Cesium is part of your structure. Cesium, which is one of the most heaviest nuclear materials, is part of us human being structure. Do you know what you call it scientifically? No. And you eat it and you go to the shop and you buy it? It's called B12. When you take B12, you are taking cesium. This is what actually causes division of cells, and that's how we can keep ourselves multiplying and live. Now, you are receiving huge dosage of it, so division multiplication will be more than the factor the body needs. It's in your lymphs. It's part of our structure of being a human. Living animals use this material for knifing, cutting different energies to what we call. But because people don't understand it, they call it B12. Yeah. So now you're receiving a huge dosage of B12. So your body is going to divide faster. So at the same time, this division changes your DNA fraction of the division, which means if it's parallel, you lose the construction from a conductive to resistive and resistive to conductive. And at the same time, this cesium, which is coming through the air through Japanese um, accident, will kick in the delay time in the death code of the cell. And at the same time, it can increase the death code, which means you will get a lot of strokes, a lot of uh, brain hemorrhage. And at the same time, because it changes the DNA of the death code, you will get a lot of people with a lot of cancer. That's how cancer comes about. And this cesium and what is coming as radiation mixture from Japan will cause massive death rates in Northern America, and you will start seeing it in the next three to five years because the pattern always comes within three to five years after the accident. So what can we do to be preventative? Is there anything we can do? Too late. Too late. It's too late for anything because it's already leaked. It's already arrived in your land. Just go on the on the link on my forum, which the, the Danish people have put up. You just press. It gives you the materials, and look and click on North America. Click on it, and you see what you are receiving on a daily dosage, and what you received historically from the day of accident. It's in different colors. It's purple, blue, or whatever. Yeah. So you have received it. Your lands are already contaminated. In North Wales, in west of the United Kingdom, there are farms after 25 years. Today, this week is the anniversary of Chernobyl. After 25 years, there are farms in North Wales, in England, which cannot be farmed because of the dosage of radiation they received 25 years ago for Chernobyl. You can't even put a sheep on them to graze. What do you think you are getting? I'm speechless. We know as, an, as a nuclear physicist, it's not a scaremongering. This is explaining the process of what has happened. We, are, we don't say it. Just go and look how what has happened. <coughs> I, I have families who live in California. I have families who live in Canada. Yeah? Yes. And it's the same. It's too late. There is nothing. Even in Europe, we have received a huge dosage. We do not know. The North of um, 
Japan, the east coast of China. I would love to know what the Chinese are going to release in the next five or ten years of the death toll of cancer, leukemia, stroke, MS in that area because they received a huge amount of it. I would like to know what the Japanese government is going to release as a data, the number of people. This is hundreds of times worse than Hiroshima. What can be done with regard to all the nuclear reactors in the United States? Can we use your technology to make those nuclear reactors safe? Because the nuclear industry is not going to go away. The nuclear industry cannot go away. We need it. it but it has to become safer. Well, can you the make it safer? Yeah, you can make it as it is safer. First of all, the situation in Japan should have never happened. We learned it. All the nuclear physicists and the scientists who are involved as a nuclear scientist in the control room of the nuclear reactors knew after Chernobyl where the mistake was. The mistake came when they start putting water on top of the radioactive material, which is already naked. So they created the steam. The first thing was you never put water on the radioactive material, that you create the plume which is coming to Canada. Secondly, British government has a very good closed policy. British government, during Mrs. Thatcher, it's on my forum, I put this in detail, came to an agreement with Reagan administration because I was working at that time with the British nuclear fuel and I was part of the system who was setting up this technology was that we create a remote control room miles away from the power station. That if the power station blows up, if everything goes wrong, we control the whole thing no operator can touch, computer takes over, brings everything under control. Japanese didn't have They didn't have this system. The same thing, Westinghouse in America has to bring this immediately into operation in, in, in American systems. That again, if it happens, you never put water on the, on the burned out nuclear reactor. It's just like you have, you know, you go to sauna. Right. You have a hot plate and you put water on it to create a steam. This is what they've done with these reactors in Japan. But that's now you're getting the fallout in North America. MT, what do you think about them dumping 10,500 tons of radioactive water into the ocean? But that's too late, isn't it? This is gone. <laughs> but we don't know because a lot of facts are not out yet. You have to analyze these facts in the, the cool of the time, in the year time, to see how much uh, damage was done because of the tsunami and how much damage was done because of human factors. And what is going to the sea if it's done by the tsunami? There is nothing you can do. This is a fact of life with the nuclear industry. Right. No, it wasn't done by the tsunami. It was done to try to get rid of the radioactivity that was building up. There is a lot of misinformation in that. It doesn't make sense. Okay. What, it, what, it, what is being put out is a lot of information to calm the population down. There's nothing calming to me about dumping 10,500 tons of nuclear water into the Pacific Ocean, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, but the thing is, that was it done deliberately, or what did it happen during the tsunami? Was it a crack in the containment building? Was the control room rust and the injection or the loss of the material came about? Yeah, was it deliberately dumped? How much of it is this a factor of what it is? You cannot eat fish. If I'm a Jap- if I go to Japan, the first thing I refuse to eat is fish, because the contamination will be there for centuries. I'm here. I'm told last week we're not even supposed to eat fish in America anymore. Uh, you're you're sitting on the streamline. Most probably not. Most probably not. Don't eat any what I call deep sea shellfish, because the heavy materials will land. Is 
sinks to the bottom, and the contamination sits somewhere in the shallow waters where there is less current. What about people eating meat in the United States? You already contaminated. The milk is already contaminated, huh? There was an article I read that the European government, EU, are considering banning cheese and milk in Europe because the contamination has already arrived here. You received it before we do, and in more dosages. By the time it gets here, we get a fraction of what you received. Luckily, we are on the opposite end. You lot get everything before it arrives to us. Wow. So I'm very clear. People know I speak my mind and I speak scientifically because scaremongering doesn't work. The reality is even the best thing you can do just for reducing the radiation damage is to buy sea salt. I was explaining this to my family who live in Canada very recently. You buy natural sea salt, which is not purified. It's still in the original state. How? And the only way you know a natural sea salt is not processed sea salt is that when you put it in the water, you mix it, you will find like a black, dirty muck on the bottom of your pot. Right. That is a real thing, yeah? You take, you empty the dirt out, you just take the top water, and you wash your vegetables because that has enough to absorb most of the radiation which comes through vegetables. But that's a very small dosage because you're breathing it all the time. And what about the water supply? You're contaminated, unless it's a deep water, huh? Right. If you've got a deep water, you're not. If you have a water which is, what do you call it, coming through the reservoirs, open reservoirs, is already contaminated. This situation will teach us a lot. There is a reason for this accident. I see it always as a positive thing when things like this happen. This will open up the nuclear industry. This will stop the proliferation technology. This will allow openness in nuclear industry in a way that everybody is there to do something because they don't want to lose their face. I had a very interesting email. Somebody sent me a link that how come the, Japan, the Iranians and the Americans are talking about the same thing to save Japan? Do you think they will ever work together to do it? I don't see why not, but on the other hand, it means a lot of acceptance, huh? A lot of acceptance from one side to another, a lot of build trust building, and in a way, it's to save each other's life, they might come together. Is Iran concerned about the radiation coming there? Yes, we are very much, of course. We are all a part of the same nation. We are part of the same community. This thing about Iran being this and that, it's just a huge phase of selling arms to the Middle East. They all know what it is, yeah? Right. Uh, I, I was supposed to give a lecture at Job Hopkins University in Washington, not this February, last February. After I published my book, I was invited as guest lecturer to give a talk at John Hopkins University. They would not issue my visa. Then I start asking why, if it's just something scientific, and I was invited by the Department of Energy of the United States to give this lecture. It was explained to me in a nutshell, which was very interesting. He said, the guy says to me, you're an Iranian nuclear physicist. You are carrying a reactor which is developed by Iran while you were there, where you're space technology and energy. We as Americans are boycotting you and banning you to United Nations for your nuclear energy. How can we allow you to come and tell us what you're doing there? You understand? Yeah, it doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. 
No, but the scientific world, the scientists in the Department of Energy and NASA, who was part of this uh, program, wanted to know what is upcoming and how this book has come about. That was invitation immediately within a couple of weeks after I wrote the first book. So why a scientist has to be banned for explaining what, uh, what he has developed just because he's Iranian and he worked with the nuclear industry and at the same time somebody puts on the Internet. Since when being Iranian and nuclear physicists has become to be a terrorist? Because what has happened, the American government has put Cash Foundation as a terrorist organization because it's supporting Iranian nuclear industry. We have nothing to do with these things. I put the reactor technology, space technology with NASA going back 1985. You didn't listen doesn't mean everybody else doesn't. Just because you put your head down in the snow and you think your body's sticking up, nobody knows, nobody else will know, doesn't work. The Iranians wanted to know. I gave lectures in China. I gave talks to in South Korea. I gave lectures around Europe to different institutes. Why not? Are you saying you're not allowed to come to the United States? No. I'm banned from moving. I, I, I tell you, go on my forum on the 8th of June last year, I was boarded of a plane through Toronto to Mexico City. The officer was at the door with all my sites. You know when you said my site in the previous talk, you know, that my site is uh, how it is? He had the dossier, all my internet outlets, all my papers was in his hand, a young chap. His name is Colonel, uh, what do you call it, the bird. It's on my forum. I put his name and his rank number, yeah? And he says to me, we've been waiting for you, and for the past three days I've been studying your site to be able to speak to you in a nuclear language. I said, but nobody knew till 24 hours ago that I'm moving. How come for three days? So they're sitting in my house, they're sitting in my bed, they listen when I whisper to my wife. That's how much we are controlled. Because my ticket was bought less than 20 hours before my flight. Nobody knew I'm on move. My visa to Mexico was issued less than 24 hours before my move. How come the guy was studying it for three days? And at the same time, when they arrested me and they kept me, incarcerated me in the, in, in the camp, they call it, with the, what do you call it, the, the court inside the camp, they told me if I tell the judge what I'm arrested for, I might not come back alive. You told me I'm not frightened of my life. I've been frightened by the Canadians. Canadians put my death sentence on my table in front of me if I speak. I have no problem. And then the day they wanted to put me back on the plane, the two officers, I have emails from them. I have everything I can show. Because I'll put it on my website. The guy says, I went to my people. They told me you're flying at 2 o'clock. They're coming to pick you up. I went to my, what do you call it, the officers. In the camp, I said, I'm going to talk. They said, no, you're not going anywhere. If you go, we know in advance by a week. I called the guy who was who told me he's moving me. He gave me his number. He said, is there any problem? I said, they told me I'm not moving for another week or so. He said, no, I've got the, your release paper from the prime minister. I'm coming in direct. We're taking you ourselves. How come a prime minister of a government has to release the release, sign the release of a paper of a scientist who's so unknown. Why? They know what we do. They know what we are doing. Uh, we are a peaceful institute. We work very tight. We don't go into arms. We don't touch arms. We develop the weapon technology of our science arm technology for deep space because I don't believe when you go to space, you can 
doesn't bug and die from meteoroids or space dust. So I have developed a technology to protect my systems in flight. They call it a space technology, weapon technology, be it. But it's there to protect the astronauts in the future. Let's talk about it, MT. Let's talk about your deep space technology further. First of all, what are you trying to do with outer space? Explain it to us. With outer space, we can go to moon and back in two to five years in less than two hours. Landing, takeoff, everything included. Sounds like Richard Branson would be interested in what you're doing. Oh, Mr. Richard Branson is beyond belief. The guy, I don't even believe in the guy anyway. I can tell you about the about Mr. Sir Richard Branson. If I tell you, do you remember before this, you started the interview, I told you about Stephen Hawking and his crooked jobs? Yes. His peer review control that how we gave a paper for the, how black holes leak and in April of 2004, and I told you, I gave you the reference number, on 7th of July 2004, I received a letter from Astronomical Royal Institute Astronomy of United Kingdom. We cannot publish this thing. And Mr. Hawking announces on 8th of July, I'm going to announce something very new. I changed my mind. How come he didn't change his mind till I submitted a paper for publication which was refused to be published and is kept in the Royal Academy Institute in London, according to the letter, you can go and ask for it. I explain how black holes leak. It's the same with Mr. Sir Richard Branson. He knows we have communications with him. He knows what we do. He put what they call the Earth Challenge for CO2 capture. Right. We have developed the technology where we can convert CO2 into solid state at room temperature and create energy. And he said in his interview, nobody has come forward for anything for CO2 capture. And then they send us an email that your case has been refused. How come? At least we are the only one there. It shouldn't be. Nobody has come in, huh? So forget about that situation. But in any case, with our space technology, we can go. We don't create propulsion to get to push ourselves to somewhere. Once we find our position, when we go out of the atmosphere, we create the matching field, the same as I explained to you, how we retract the radiation from Japan's radi radioactive materials. We create a matching magnetic field as the planet or the destination we want to be in a space, could be Mars, Moon, anywhere. Because the mass of our system is much lesser than theirs, we get attracted to them. So the speed goes beyond the torque. We don't need the space. The, the gravitational pull of the moon will pull you much faster than you can pull. NASA uses something they call it slingshot effect. But it does. When you, a slingshot effect is when you put it in there that you can get pulled. But if you create the magnetic field as strong and in parallel line, the pull is so rapid that we estimate Mars to moon or Earth to moon in less than two hours return journey. I have to ask you about your level of confidence. You sound... Because I have systems. I don't need the confidence. I'm not talking theory. I have a system physically. We have shown it. That's what my system does. Not that they go. It's tested. The Iranian government has announced it in past six, eight weeks that they have the spaceship program. It uses our technology. It's not a joke. The only problem is, and I always said, the Iranian Space Agency, NASA, Russian Space Agency, Chinese, and every other government who's involved in the space technology have to get together now and sort something out because you can land 
crafts anywhere in the world at the moment with the technology in the hand of Iran that nobody can even detect. I go back to what I told you about the energy. We have a dynamic magnetic field around our system. We can create, put 1,000, 10,000 people on board of a craft, ship it and plant it right in front of the White House that none of your radars, none of your technology can show there is such a move because this is a dynamic. It literally absorbs the radar frequencies and it just chocks it up. It never comes back for it to be shown. So if it nullifies the radar frequencies, isn't that considered a potential for a national security issue and that's why they're watching you? Uh, you cannot do because it's an energy system. It's a space technology system. As, some, as one of the, what do you call it, American naval officers, often the American Navy does a lot of research in the space on that kind of thing. In my meeting with them in Seoul, in South Korea, about two or three years ago, they said to me, very simple, you are doing things which we were imagining to be done, but the problem with you is that you have systems which shows it how it's done. Yeah? Yes. So we are solving a solution for what people have been looking for. So, in a way, we are not creating defense technology. We are showing that the world has moved to the next step. And very soon, the borders are man-made. There were no, no borders centuries ago. So, it means that nations have to come together and come to an agreement. Chinese can move millions and millions of people once we release technology in full. You can find millions of Chinese in the morning in front of Washington. Huh? Because they want to have the same lifestyle as you have. The airline industry definitely should get involved. (laughs) The airline industry doesn't want to get involved because I can give you the name of officers at Boeing. The top management in Boeing knows. They've seen the videos of our work. They have seen our system outside their offices in Brussels. They didn't want to move it in. I took my system to the office of the Prime Minister of Belgium. When I came back from, I didn't go to them. They called and they asked for a meeting for me when I came back from Tehran. They wanted to speak to me. So I went to the, to the office of the prime minister with the system. This is the system. I took it to the professors and the university lecturers. I said, this is the system. This system does. And what it is, this is my videos. You can check. You can have my system. I told the Boeing, I said, have the system. If you want, I'll give you the blueprint. Huh? What did they say? It's not. Oh, exactly what I told you. We have invested billions in all these 747s and their upcoming systems. We cannot lose so much, but it doesn't matter. They, they don't lose because, in a way, I can tell them, as I told somebody very recently, put one of my systems in the jumbo jet, reduce the weight to less than a ton. You'll need less fuel, but you still use the same construction. What they say to that? That would be great. That would be great, but somebody can put that in the sense of the directors of Boeing and, and Lockheed Martin. I have non-disclosures. I've been on conference call with the top scientists of Lockheed Martin in their offices in London. You're a courageous all man. Know what's happening. You're a courageous man. No, we all know what's happening because the game energy change. I, I enjoyed one thing. I enjoyed one thing, and what made me to collaborate with the space technology with Iran three years ago, when I spoke with one of the senior advisors within the government, he told me one thing which really touched me with heart. And he said that maybe this technology will bring peace between us and America, and then they realize we are not what they are trying to make us in the world. And he said, I hope 
that will be the day when your technology brings peace to us. Yeah? We all know what's happening. Some of us know. A lot of us know. A lot of us know what we tolerate. Let's talk about the reality of disruptive technologies, even if they're fantastic and they change life and they make life better all over the world, okay, and the future of humanity and the planet. It's still disruptive. It's the reason that Boeing said to you they cannot afford to use it because they have invested billions. Have you thought of how a transition plan might look for a civilization that's already invested everywhere in other things that are not as useful, but they're entrenched in it? They're invested in it, and they don't want to get out of it. What kind of transition plan so that they can see that this other alternative route has an economic incentive for them? Have you thought about that? Yes. The transition time, this is what keep on telling me, why don't you show your system? Why don't you release your energy? Why don't you release your medical? We are aware of what damage we can do in the short term. We are fully aware. We are not uh, people who are there just to show something and run. My biggest problem is I want my technology to be used that not even a single soul to get hurt by it, be it financially, be it medically, or whatever. At the same time, we have as a scientist, as an organization, as a cash foundation, we have to listen to the governments of the world. How we can implement this, how we can be, the cat is out of the bag, the technology is out. The biggest mistake they made with my technology, they let me free for too long that I could teach and write papers and books and go to Iran and develop and at the same time develop my medical technology, wake up a dead woman who was, they were switching the machine off to a live woman. My technology, the cat is out of the bag. The solution is, let's sit, let's talk and see what are the outcomes. With me, we'll sit. I will ask for the Iranian government officials to sit on the same table. As I ask with the Americans, I ask with the Chinese and the Japanese and the, uh, what do you call it, uh, Russians. They have to find a solution and implement it very soon. You have to understand what the damage with this technology will be for the people who are the people of finance. When you can live in the best places in the world, yeah, and you can be at your work desk in... Washington, in New York, London, or Tokyo, within a matter of 10, 15 minutes, would you spend millions running an office in the middle of Tokyo, having an apartment there with all the problems with it? No. So the property industry will hit harder. The other thing which I just gave a talk very recently, one of my private talks, is that the biggest problem we'll have is the drain of the intelligent and the scientific world once we open up the channels into space. When America opened up, when everybody went to America, huh? and at the moment, where do all the brain drain goes? To America. Because that's where they can be developed and they can be. When we open the space, we won't have a farmer in the back of God knows a village in Rotterdam who wants to go to live in Mars or Moon and find out what the space does, huh? It'll be all the cream of the society in every layer and in every country. So the brain drain will be the worst part. Because these systems can be made by anybody very soon in the back of their garage. That's the simplicity of it. I really think that the far-reaching vision and reality that you're talking about that's already here, it's just a question now of how 
fast it moves and how quickly other people get on board. But the big boon in which the technology that you're describing in terms of protecting the nuclear sites. See, I think on a practical level, right now, people are hurting about the nuclear reactors and the release of radiation. But in the United States, we have hundreds of nuclear reactors that could be protected. And truly, the nuclear industry hasn't figured out how to protect them. You could. But no, no. You, the word you is wrong. We can. Right. As, as American uh, nuclear industry, Westinghouse, as a major... Uh, nuclear reactor producers, even in France and everybody else, as a group, we can provide technology that, in the case of accident, can contain the radiation. That's the huge. It's very simple. There is a, but it cannot be us anymore. The game is open. The Iranian government has a the technology. They offered it to Japan directly in the past two weeks. The president of Iran does not talk out of line. They have the technology, and they can do to support to bring the matter in control in, in Japan. Why I say that? I don't support no government. I don't stand next to the president of nowhere. But because they have my technology, and they know what it is. We developed it. It's been it's lifted in Tehran in summer of 2008. So it's three years now they're working on it. They didn't announce it the day we took lift when he was giving an opening talk in United Nations. Iranian scientists have developed the technology to its margins. At the moment, we don't, they understand. And even with their development, as a foundation, as somebody who's worked 30 years on it, I'm something like 10, 15 years ahead of them at the moment. I see what they can do and what they talk about. A system, 7, 10 kilo, develop it very rapidly. It's plastic. Put it in the center of the nuclear reactors. In case there is a radiation in the future, we can contain it. Don't forget... And this is something I published very recently on my forum. Earthquake in California is imminent. We know. Yes, but I give it 12 months. I said that on my forum, the Japanese and the New Zealand earthquake imminent with 36 months. 18 months of it passed and we received it. Now the plate is free. How many reactors do you have? We have two in California. <laughs> you have plenty more. Just go on the internet and look at it. I was looking at it the other day. Yeah? Two big reactors that I know of. Yeah, and there are about more little bits around. There are more than that. But the thing is, it's just not the nuclear industry. A lot of knowledge in the space technology sits in California. Correct. In the earthquake, you lose your top scientists. You don't suffer. We as a humanity suffer. The game of nationhood is finished. The game of world policy has to come into operation. So what's going to happen? Why don't you move your scientists out of California into safe areas? I agree with you. To reestablish the brain, which is going to be lost through the earthquake, is huge. Where do you consider safe? Seriously. Seriously, at the moment, I wrote recently, moved to Dallas, Texas, that way, for time being. The earthquake, we don't know. I estimate you have a huge earthquake in California with it, and I have put recently, past few days, on my site. I expect a huge earthquake in Tehran because it's due because of the plate of Japan is pushing that plate up. This is not theoretical because you know why? I have a system. I can replicate a lot of movements in my physical systems. This is the problem. This is why we are not visionary. We are not somebody who predicts. I have systems which is made replication of the Earth's planet. So, like a simulator? Yes. 
real simulator which has got a gravity and a magnetic field. Wow. And he only weighs 10 kilo. I don't have to go and weigh millions and open computers and everything else. I have six or seven reactors which I can put next to each other and see the performance. How do we get your systems to the nuclear industry in the United States and possibly in France? There, it's, it's a gift from me, from my foundation, and from even the, because I carry the Iranian passport. I'm a city Iranian national after 35 years living in Europe. It's a gift from us to you. Come and take it. Let's sit down and teach it. And, I, and in past 48 hours, in past 48 hours, I have put the name of the company in Europe, which was instructed by the Belgian government five years ago to evaluate and make a copy of my system. I spent four months with them face to face. They went through every possible disaster, every possible way of loading and everything with me. And they've signed every single meeting what they received as a know-how. Yeah, go on my side. The name is there. Call them. Now the company has been bought by the Ministry of Defense of England because they were chasing, tracing, and this is the only company bought by them outside England. It was very shocking why they bought this such company because the Ministry of Defense knew I moved from England to Belgium and I was working with them. They bought it there to get the know-how. We are now playing games. My technology has been assessed by University of Brussels, Professor Van Overmeer, for seven months by all the nuclear physicists. And then they said, yeah, it's possible to use theoretically energy. And then I worked with a company called Verhart, Space Technology. They make all the space machines for the space. And they said, I have the contract. Yes, this is feasible. This is correct. We want to make the first prototype. So we are not some talking, but they got involved in all the corruption which goes with these technologies. So I waited three years till the Iranian government said, we would like to look at it. We are prepared to develop it. I went there and it developed. What about Russia? We are negotiating. That's all I can tell you. We are negotiating at a very high level. This is the first time we release such information. I'm negotiating at a very high level with the Russian government. Because I would think the Russians would be very, very receptive. They are more than interested. That's the bottom line finished. I'm not going any further. I understand. Totally understood. The reason being, just because the Americans don't want to do it, nobody else doesn't matter. Because one of the reasons we showed it, and we will show it, is through our medical. The turning point has come that we were given a dead body. They were going to switch the machine off. They said the body is dead because of, in a coma. I took the body within seven days. The girl says, Mama, Papa, she cries when she sees them. They didn't believe me. They said it's a crooked job. They brought scientists from Israel, from Cambridge University. They did all the tests on the brain of the girl, and they said, yes, it's correct. She's conscious. She does, she does. We don't need to switch the machine off to kill the girl. Yeah? What did you do? So we leave our science in open. You go on my health section, MS patient. Uh, I, I recently met one of the top professors in MS in Germany, and he said to me something very nice. He said, to move a little finger after five years is a lot of knowledge. You're making the girl to walk and talk and stand up after five years in wheelchair in less than three months. People who understand what our technology is and what we offer, they're fully aware of the changes coming. Talk about the technology in terms of the medical side, because it's a little obtuse right now, but talk about what you can talk about are you using uh, nanotechnology? No, we open about our technology in medicine. What has happened, we, I treat the body, I've said that in all my other talks, I treat the body as a galaxy, as a system. 
in this galaxy, I know which each, each star and planet has to be and what their performance is and what the reason they are there and what they are doing in that position. So I treat it the same way. Your atoms, your molecules, your DNA, they are all made of magnetic fields and their position in respect to each other decides what is going to happen and what is going to be. We've developed a technology which we interfere with it or we instruct it to go back to its original position. We don't do anything strange. One of our own members of Cash Foundation very recently had a stroke. This is a matter of weeks. Here, here's the conversation. He knows what I'm talking about. We, it's us. In Cash Foundation, we will support our people to death, which means whatever knowledge is available to us, the way they gave us their time and their life, we offer back the same to them. So we went in, I went in, he came out of the hospital, left hand doesn't move, the stroke has paralyzed, even the fingers could not move. Very slow, hand was like assembling. I made a system for him, now within less than five weeks, he is more or less back to full, more, full normal use of his arm and the fingers. He's using, uh, today he's just loaded up one of our books again because we did some modification. And if it was normal situation, this hand goes paralyzed, it gets twisted in, and you can't carry it anymore. You become paralyzed. But now with this technology, and the video is actually on the internet because he sent me the video of how he could do, how much changes are. Yeah? So this is what the difference is. You don't need to go paralyzed because of a stroke. You don't need to die because of a cancer of prostate. You don't need to be wheelchair-bound because of MS. You don't need to be blind because of whatever defects. And surely we are negotiating. I hope soon we'll get the permission for a second and a third coma patient that we can't prove if the first one wasn't just a fluke, an accident, or just happened by accident. So what we do, we go in the body, we instruct the body to go back to this original condition before, and the body just follows. But we know how to follow the pattern of the information. Is this a question of connecting with the frequencies of the body? Is this beyond frequencies? No, 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 no. It's just a matter of knowing how the information is picked up by the body. Huh? We don't use medicine. We use only water and air and the environment around the body. Most of the people who we get involved with, they only drink water from the top. We don't choose the water. We don't sell you medical water. We make a system which is fitted with all our knowledge in that uh, field of illness. You put water from the tap in the cup, and nowadays we're getting away from the cups as well as slowly because now we can do it through your skin and the air you breathe. We inform the body where it has to be and how it was, and the body picks it up, and they say, MS guy walks. No, it doesn't walk. It just changes characteristics of the protein, and the protein becomes resistive, the connection gets built up and the person walks. This Walking is a consequence of reconnecting the, or insulating the nerve. This reminds me a little bit of energy medicine. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, but we are not in that game. We are in the plasma. We are in the state of the essence of creation. We know how things are created and we follow that path. Energy, magnetism, Tesla, and these things are all materialistic. They are matter-based. We work on the magnetic field based on the essence of creation anywhere in the universe, not just Earth. We have developed, and now we're in the process of testing, that we don't. one of the restrictions, NASA will have to go to Mars. There are seven months on the way. 
They're staying there a few months. They're going to be seven, eight months on the way back. They have to foresee every single drop of the water these people drink. They have to foresee every single food they might eat. They have to foresee what medicine they might need, headache, God knows whatever. Yeah? And they have to payload it to go. With our system, we don't need anything because we can get a magnetic field within the environment, change it to water, to matter as an energy, and let your body use it. So we won't carry any food. Not at least initially. So I'm mean, not talking nonsense because we have already run trials. We know what we can do we, and we are learning. We are learning more and more. What about getting through the Van Allen radiation belt? It doesn't matter because you create a magnetic field, you're already protected. You measure the magnetic field of the belt. You, you measure the magnetic field of the environment you're going through. Because you understand the structure of the principal matter, what you call antimatter, you decide a field slightly above that energy, which means you're stronger than what you're going into. And you create your shielding, external shielding magnetic field, to be above the area's field level. So you're always stronger. Unless you go in the total, total, total magnetic field of the principal matter, dark matter, in the center, then the ball game is over. But I don't think we'll ever come to that point to get to that point. So if you go to a magnetic field, let's say uh, 10, you create a magnetic field for your protection of 11 and 12 strength. So you're always stronger. So these things are meaningless. You can go into deep oceans. In my video, which I left to Mr. Bill Ark to, to, to see, we don't just go down. We can increase the weight. So you can submerge into a liquid environment. But when you submerge, you have a field protection. You Nine. have a total atmosphere field protection. So water never touches the body of the craft. In our space technology, we never come across, we never come in touch with the atmosphere because the field sits meter to meter beyond the boundary of the craft, so there is no contact, there is no heating, there is no radiation leak, there is no possibility of getting hit by missiles. The Navy would love you. Oh, they know, I met them. I do want me to give you the name officers, the guy who talked to me in Seoul, now he's part of the head of Pentagon. He was moved after I left because I gave too much information, they know what is to come. You're still alive, that's a good thing. <laughs> How far, I do not know. <laughs> How far they will let us, but we carry on with research. My knowledge belongs to everybody, and that's what they know. The yeah. Americans know, the Chinese know, the Iranians know, the Belgian government knows. The only problem we have is how to limit the, what do you call it, the exposure that not many people can lose their jobs. But on the other hand, they said a lot the same thing about the computer. That's true. When the computers came... Now it's the same, it's a transition. We cannot build 10 million, 100 billion systems tomorrow morning. Even to make these systems, we need people. So it creates jobs. You understand? Yes, but the ultimate fight is about the control of technology and the economy of scale and the profitability for the companies that get involved. It's the same paradigm problem. And so it's something that needs to be satisfied as part of a line item to engage the players who are at the helm and controlling what is right now to be willing to let go and participate in the new solution and direction, universal direction this is going. I am, I am not the first scientist who's faced that, and I won't be the last. That's true. Uh, 
so somehow the only disruptive thing about this technology is it goes back so down to the foundation of the creation, and it, because you go to the source, it's so simple that we don't need multinationals to do it. You can do it in the back of your own carriage very soon. So can we have our own energy at our own homes? Read my forums. I used to be... <laughs> i tell you something very funny. I used to be participating in NASA Advanced Concept Forum. And I started teaching on NASA Advanced Concept Forum of NASA that I'm the only scientist who's been kicked out of the forum because I was teaching too good to the NASA scientists what to do. They start questioning NASA's operation. <laughs> Why don't we do this? So they said, get rid of the guy. You know DARPA? Yes. DARPA, I had the forum, what do you call it, controller, sending me an email. I've been asked by DARPA to disconnect you. Please, don't do this. And then five seconds, they instructed me, I have to take you off. DARPA knows what we do. I have no question. I'm sure DARPA knew before any of them. Yeah. When I have, I, I didn't know who DARPA was, actually. <laughs> and when the moderator of the forum sent me an email that DARPA is asking me to remove you, please understand. Yeah? I said, who is DARPA? And then I found that DARPA's budget is more than NASA. And DARPA employs more black money for research than anybody else. Indeed. So I understood why. So do you have helicopters above your house yet? Oh, we had it. It's on my forum. Read it. <laughs> I arrived. No, no, it's serious. I No, this is not a joke. I know it's I not. Arrived, I arrived on 21st of January this year from Tehran. I was in Tehran for seven days. I came through Paris through to home in Belgium. I arrived home about 10 o'clock at night. Next morning, about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, I could hear helicopters, but they're very low-frequency helicopters. I said to my wife, there are helicopters over the house, because we had them before with the radiation detectors. So my wife said, there's nothing. Uh, it goes on a few minutes. I said, there are helicopters sitting on top of the house. So I go out with my wife and my child, open the door there on top of my house with all the radiation detectors underneath of them. Belgium naval helicopters. Yeah. Yes. They were detecting if I brought any nuclear material with me from Iran. I've told them before, I don't need to carry any nuclear material. I've gone to the ends of creation. I can produce nuclear material anytime I want the amount I want and put it back in again. And I wrote on my forum, because it was ridiculous what they did, I said, you don't need to go with a helicopter on top of my roof to see what I'm carrying. Knock on the door, come in, I come from Iran, I brought you some sweets and some toys for my children so you can come and play and eat something with us. I love it. I love Read it. Read my forum, everything is in there. I just found out about you two hours ago, so I think I've responded pretty quickly, actually. There's got to be people that you've taught that can proceed if, God forbid, anything happens to you. Is that true or is that... Read my books. Read my books on my forum. Let's talk a little bit about the other people that are trained. You're the head of this whole thing. You're the pioneer no, of no, it. No, no, no. I'm not the head. I'm just a thinker by a few years ahead. Okay. I'm not the head. If you want to know in more detail, I think a lot of people have to go back to the Iran Space Agency and the people of the government who are research-based because they are very advanced with it. I cannot be touched. What it is, this is what I keep on explaining. The know-how 
and the technology and the knowledge has been fully transferred to the hand of the, not the Iranian government, but the Iranian research institutes. You understand? It's a big difference. Yes. Even though everything is controlled by the government, yeah? I do not collaborate or work with the government. I work with the institute, research institutes. I understand what you're saying, but there are a lot of people that feel that Iran is so tightly controlled that the government really has its tentacles in everything. So I know what you're saying, but the institute can still be controlled, just like here. The institute, yes, some institutes are. Of course are. they are. Of sure. course they are. Sure, sure. Of course. There has to be. Governments have to be in control of what's happening in their, gov- in, in their nations. Totally understood. Otherwise you, get these, yeah, otherwise you get these ridiculous people, terrorists, and the rest of it. No, no. Governments have to be in control. They have to control a certain amount of knowledge leakage into public. Huh? But on the other hand, uh, as I said before recently, the biggest mistakes they made in respect to Keshe Foundation or cash technology, or my technology, was that they left me too free to carry on and at the same time publish and release papers and knowledge. The cat is out of the bag. Let's talk about another application. Share another application with us that your technology and the know-how can remedy or can make better or totally different. Okay. I explained to you something. I'll be a show who I'm Mr. Richard Branson and the CO2. Before you begin on CO2, I want to caution you that after 18 months of investigating climate change, I do not accept that CO2 is a cause of anything related to climate or climate change. Just so you know my perspective. But Can I tell you something? Yeah, but go ahead. It must be shocking to you. Hmm. It might be a shock to you. I agree with you. <laughs> I find it the biggest fraud that has been committed that has hijacked the environmental movement. But go ahead. Okay. Our CO2 doesn't do with the climate change. We didn't go for CO2 to do the climate change. Okay. The reason we went for CO2, it was something I wrote about it two years before I achieved it, was that we wanted to create matter, any matter, in a solid state at any temperature and pressure. Gases we never see in the liquid state or a solid state unless we increase high pressures or we apply high pressures or high temperatures. CO2 becomes solid at minus 60, 70 degrees or whatever. Yeah? And it becomes ice. They use it in laboratories. We wanted to create CO2 as a solid at room temperature. So if you understand the implication of the CO2 or any other matter at room temperature, any other gases, means you have found the essence of creation means you can produce anything live anywhere in the universe. As I always say, pinch yourself. What are you pinching? Solid oxygen, solid nitrogen, solid carbon, solid hydrogen. We call it protein. But these are gases which they become solid under certain conditions and become part of our own being. I wanted to reach that point, and we reached that point through CO2 initially. So what we do, we capture the CO2 from the atmosphere in a very simple apparatus. We convert it into a solid matter. In my book, it says, CO2, go on my side. It's a CO2 paper. Read at the back. So what we did, we produced CO2 and then methane. And then I knew what they were, but we needed scientific confirmation that it's not all just talk. I called the University of Kent, the professors and the scientists in the University of Kent in Belgium who have the machinery who can confirm to me what this thing is. 
CO2 has a special characteristics when it goes into infrared uh, machines. So I called in the morning, and I thought maybe they tell me come back in a few months' time if you have time. And the scientist was so surprised, says, come straight away, 2 o'clock here, we'll test it for you. So we took our materials to the lab. They did Raman spectroscopy, they did infrared spectroscopy, they did everything, and we left the material with them. The next day they did more tests, and all the data and the graphs was copy of exactly CO2, but in a solid state. Now, what does this imply? This implies that within the next few years, a handful of years, we can develop computers which work at the same speed of human brain. We can develop tangible, soft, without dimension computers which are applicable and controllable as we think. In real time? Why do we need this? Is that what In you mean? In real time. Yeah, because it's a CO2 in solid state. In, it's the same as your brain. What is in your brain? Protein. So we don't need the linkages. We don't need all these things. So what, why do we need? The, the, so why do you need computer this fast? In the space technology we develop in the near future, we will travel far faster than the speed of light. The speed of light, Einstein says, is altering the speed. Yes, he's correct. But in the matter environment, in the matter magnetic field strength, but not in what they want, what we call transition, what they call a dark matter, or in what they call antimatter, we call principal matter. Principal matter, the speed of magnetic field is thousands of times faster than the speed of light, because the speed of light is at the bottom of the spectrum in the full length of the magnetic field. So we need computers that when we use the above the speed of light, that it can function. Our computers are useless. How can I fly above the speed of light when my systems work below the speed of it? <laughs> you understand? Absolutely. It's a discoordinate so system. So we are planning years ahead a future program that we wanted to get. Now, even the CO2 to me is meaningless because now I'm going into the stage of being able to control the magnetic fields of the what they call dark matter, dark energy, what we call transition, and the antimatter, what we call the principal matter. So we are working on my research is above what is known now, and that's what I'm writing new papers and the books about it. We are opening the gate into a new way of physical material, not history and writing a space program books. Now, what we can do? I have taken, I know how the CO2 is created in solid matter in the, space, in, the, in the room temperature. I know how methane is done. This has taken me to the next step of my medical research. In a very recent past, people who are my forum, they know because we announce things we do in advance sometimes. We have a lady who her toe has been amputated for a certain reason because of uh, blockage of the veins with no blood going through with the gangrene. So now we are trying to regrow the toe back to its original size and shape. Where the doctors in England wanted to amputate the leg from mid-upper leg because there was no blood going down for past five years, ten years. This is not uh, something which happened two weeks ago. So now we have the leg, which was no blood going through, now is bleeding like a pig every day. Because the doctors originally, when they did the first amputation, we said, we want to do this. The doctors collaborated. He knows what I do. 
He said, I play with you till you tell me what you want to play, but at the same time, I have to keep the ethics of the hospital. So now there was no blood coming because the same surgeon replaced the main artery of the leg five years ago to give the life to the leg at least for a few more years. He knew and that, that vein, that blood vessels is totally filled up with the calcium again, so it's blocked. He knew the, why the gangrene is coming in. We use the knowledge of CO2 making solid matters, how we can undo it. Now, the, when they did the first operation, when they did the amputation, they said the healing process, if it happens with this illness, it will be 6 to 12 months if it heals and no infection sets in. Now, last week in the meeting in the hospital with the doctors, they say within 6 weeks the, the wound should be healed totally. That's the difference. That's the pleasure of life, giving back to amputation from upper leg. To somebody within six weeks, it will heal as a normal wound. Are you a doctor? No, I'm a scientist, but I've been born and bred in the medical world. I know more or less a lot about medicine. You sound like you're very advanced, very advanced. No, 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 no. We understand the process. Once, you're, once you know how to walk, you can run, you can jump, you can do anything you like. Huh? Indeed. We have learned how to walk. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Yes. Just let us do our work and let us share it with everybody. Don't block us. It's an honor to talk with you. It's an honor to facilitate what you're doing. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been talking with, learning from, and listening to MT Cash of Cash Technologies and the Cash Foundation. You can reach the foundation by going to www.keshefoundation.com. And we hope that you've learned a lot from this conversation. Thank you so much. It's rainmaking time, MT. Thank you very much.